Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No holes born. Okay, so my number 70 is, um, are we j- jumping in right away? Uh, yeah, why not? No, let's talk about it quick. I got a, <laughs> I got two cats. A pair of pussies, not bad. A pair of pussies, and, but they're two boys. Are they perfect pussies? A, yeah, when you were a kid, did, did you imagine that cats were girls and dogs were boys? That's an odd question, um, but probably. Yeah, I, I thought that all cats were girls and all dogs were boys. Did you think all dogs went to heaven? No, I figured they went to hell. I figured all I, cats went to hell. See, I had a friend who lived at the end of my street, and he had a dog named Toby that attacked me when I was like five or six. And I was it, t- terrified of dogs forever. And the name you, Toby. Did you tell him later? Toby's not in heaven. Toby's in hell. In hell. And then I did a little shimmy dance on his lawn. I actually, <laughs> that guy's name was Christopher Jensen. I haven't seen him, God, since I was like seven or eight, maybe a little, maybe nine or 10, actually. And what I remember about him is that um, his dog attacked me, number one, which mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me. But number two, I once gave him a Dino Bravo side suplex on his front lawn. <laughs> And really hurt him. And his dad mm-hmm. ran out and screamed at me. And I Fuck ran the home. Jensen's. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Fucking uh, uh, Scandinavian pieces of shit. Well, who names the dog Toby? I don't know. And then I knew this guy in high school named Troy Goodfellow, which I think is a great name. But he had a sister whose name was Toby Goodfellow. Mm. And I, I didn't realize, it, like, was the dog a girl? No, I think Toby's an ambidextrous name. Ambidextrous? <laughs> Andy Atherton's pet is named Toby. Well, see, that, that I always associate it as a pet name, but I always felt bad. Like, I never, this guy Troy was also very strong, so I didn't want to make fun of his sister. No, he's, a, he's a good fellow. A good fellow. He actually, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I haven't seen the guy since high school, but you know, every, like, you know, I don't know if you ever did this, but you know, every once in a while you kind of Google, hey, I wonder what this guy's up to, kind of thing, if you're not friends with him on Facebook or something. And I think I found this guy in like legitimate strongman competitions. Mm. Yeah. Well, good I always mess with him. I always liked him. I always got along with him. But yeah. All right. Well, listen, no Toby here tonight. No, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of, oh God, middle of the year, really. Um, halfway through to the end of the stretch project for 2022 is the revisiting of the GWWE list from 2017 that we did which was a ranking of every WD, uh, all the greatest 30 wrestlers of all time. Yeah. It's an aggregated list of a hundred of the top, uh, where a whole bunch of people submit a list. We net them out and do the composite list to determine the greatest 100 wrestlers of all time in WWE history. I think we had like 140 or so ballots in that original project, which was pretty good. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And what we're doing on this show Throughout the year is every month we're breaking down our 
I'm going to call it in between list. So we have the 2017 list. And then in December, you and I both like kind of took a, a axe to it and reshuffled, knowing that like and this wasn't really going to be it. Um, and as the year has gone on, I know for sure it's not going to be it. So the list we're talking about isn't the one we're submitting in December. It's kind of like a quick and dirty revised that's going to change based on our conversations on this show, yeah. plus anything else we're watching. Like, obviously watching a lot of stuff between, for my podcast alone, between Warzone and PTB and Dirty War. Like, you know, I'm going through, and now into the Rumble, <laughs> going through like a lot of different stuff um, for these different wrestlers that'll definitely alter what this list is going to look like. But every month we're, go- we're chopping off another 10. So tonight we're going to go from... Number 70 to 61 on our in-between list. But anything I missed that you wanted to hit on? No, I think you hit it there. I'm going to – I'm just like qualify it by saying like, look, I have a – we're talking through a list of 100 right now. But I've got a list of seven guys beside my list that I know are going on my list. So like right. I'm – I'm uh, like that's how much I'm cutting as we're talking, right? And that's seven already that are going to bump seven other people out. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens as we go, but just understand that about our list that it it is a work in progress as we're doing it. Yep. Oh, very much a work in progress for sure. Like, you know, one of the big faults of my list that we talked about both in 2017, 18, and now is my lack of intimacy with some of the NXT best stuff. Right. Right. Um, so obviously on war, you know, we're doing an NXT season. So I'm I'm getting a little bit more into seeing some of the bigger stuff. So that should hopefully help guys like Gargano and Cole and others um, that I maybe Chumpa. just hadn't been as exposed right to what, earlier. One of the things that I'm noticing with this list and the more I'm thinking about it this time is that last time I remember like I was basing it so heavily on match quality. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I remember being arguing like, okay, where's the great match? Where's the great match? Right. I do think that that's somewhat important, but I'm finding it way less important this time. Yeah. I mean, and that comes as part of, since that time you finished your year, that was, you got more intimate with re-intimate with some of the eighties and nineties stuff. Um, you know, I knew I've been watching more of like the house shows from the eighties. So like there's stuff that speaks to you from that regard too. And guys that did a lot less Maybe weren't in a position to have five star matches, but we're experts at their craft. Yeah, like look, I told you I have like seven guys I need to put on. Four of them are from the early eighties. Right. You know, and it's just from me watching more stuff. And it actually really becomes an interesting Sophie's choice of who gets pulled off. It's brutal. Uh, it gives me Asha to just doing this every fucking month. I know. But I love it. It's it's such a nerd project and it's that's what we do here at the North South Connection Podcast Network. All right, let's start with our number seventy. Who you got? All right, my number 70 did not make my list last time, but she does this time, and she is in no danger of being bumped off, I don't think, and that's Ronda Rousey at number 70. Guess what? No. My number 70? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Do you think there's a chance you bump her off in any way? Uh, like, no. I was trying to look back. I don't think I – no, we wouldn't have had her on the other one. I guess before she debuted. Yeah. No, so she's debuting at 70 and no, zero chance. I mean, like, I know the Mania match wasn't what we were hoping, but – With Charlotte? Wait, wait, let's, let's – uh, this year's you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this year's with Charlotte, but it was still good. Um, as we're recording this, she hasn't had the rematch yet, which I'm expecting will be better. Yeah. At Backlash, uh, which will be at live. And um, when you look at the rest of her body of the work, it's 
it's yeah, excellent. I mean, it's excellent. I, I, I think she's you can say. female angle when you think of like how quick she got it and delivered yeah. that first year, like right from her first match at 18, um, which was fantastic. It just never slowed up, really. She um, legitimized, like, look. I think the the bulk of the women's revolution, I don't I hate calling it that, but that's what they call it, is on the shoulders of four other people. But it doesn't get nearly as far without R- Rousey, I think. Like she legitimizes the whole division. Right. And like even in that first run, does she have a bad outing? <clears throat> no, and no. And they were throwing her out there with with like all sorts of random women too. Um no, I mean I think she's fantastic. I yeah. haven't rewatched the ninth, the um, WrestleMania 35 main in a while. It's not great, but it's <sighs> they're in such a terrible position, right? Like you know, it's so late in the night. They must have been exhausted too, right? Right. right. Like I, I have that match at like a like a three star match, but it's not bad. But right, it it felt like a huge moment though. Yeah, for sure. And that's just a bit. I mean, that's that's a, not even a year. Like. That's a year for her. Yeah. She debuted in, at 34. Um, so it's just crazy. So, no, to me, she's not in any danger. I mean, could she slide a little bit? Because, you know, she was out for like two years almost, right? Yeah, but that year is so important and so good that it doesn't matter. No, no, I know. So it's not. she's not going to leave the list. But I think there's a chance she could slide down, I guess is what I'm saying. As, if some of these others that weren't on earlier... I mean, I'm looking right now. I have like 10 guys and ladies in the early hundreds that I have all marked as move up. <laughs> so I don't know where they're all going, but like Roddy Strong, Walter, Andrade, China, yeah. like, you know, O'Reilly. Like, I mean, I had marked those when we talked about them earlier this year. Even Hercules, I have to like mark up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Pete Dunn. So like, I, like some of these I got to really think about. Like, could I see one of them going up ahead and Ronda moving down? Like, possible. Maybe. That for that 2018 run, like, who has two four-star matches in their first year? Like, it's 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 such a rare thing. I don't even know if Angle has that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I think she's as close as a comp to Angle as you get, at least yeah. on the women's side. And it's fitting that her first match was with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, that that year is wildly impressive. Yeah. No, she's fantastic. She won't leave my list. All right. My number 69 is a guy who dropped 12 spots, and I can see him dropping some more probably. And that's The Big Show. Oh. It's The Big Show. You talk about him already, or is he coming up? Big Bad Show tonight. Uh, I had, him. Um, we already talked about 82. Yeah. I think he might end up closer to there. Um, I do think he's an interesting specimen, a guy who's never, who was <coughs> never really used to his full potential in the company. Like, which is kind of crazy considering he's on top a bunch of times. What would you say his highlight is? Is it the Mayweather match? Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he like, He's carrying that. He's making that. You know what I mean? Not to say he doesn't carry his load in other matches, but no. To me, that's like one where he's really, that's like a big time high profile match and he's completely getting it done. Yeah. And he does it well. Like it's a great match. It's a great match. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. He's been in the company. Like he's one of those guys who's in the company forever. He's also one of those guys where there's like as much bad as there is good. Right. And he doesn't have that like he doesn't have that like great run like Mark Henry, you know? Yep. I got probably have to put him behind Henry. So that's that's where I'm at with Big Show. Yeah, I just think he's got so much down volume. <clears throat> like Marcus and I did 99-2000 on War. Oh, he's terrible in 99. Every other Friday uh, here where we're going through the seasons of duty pay-per-views. And yeah, like he's our LVP. I mean, he's like terrible. And that's yeah. including that's the year he wins the title. It is pretty good in the last few months. You know, like I, I didn't mind him at the Rumble and No Way Out. But in yeah. 99 itself, he's just terrible. Um, and then he's just got so many years of like, I can never just shake the bullshit at the end of, is it 13? Where he like steals the yes stuff. Oh, it's the worst. And he's crying in the ring. and Yeah. And then and then the bullshit in 15 where he's like the enforcer for the authority. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of that. Right. Like long stretches. Then he has long stretches of fun stuff too. Like. I didn't mind he was a knockout artist and he fought Taker randomly. Was that like 2010 or something? Like, wasn't bad. Yeah. I liked his Triple H run, but he mm-hmm. never got to beat him, sadly. But like when Triple right. H broke his hand, I liked that one a lot. Yeah. So he's got these stretches of good stuff, but then he's just got these long stretches of just like garbage. Do you think, like, we've talked a lot about guys that are just there at the wrong time. Is he a guy who's just there at the wrong time? I mean, like, I, what other time would he be there? He's, it was a 20 year stretch. No, but I mean, like, by the time he gets there, it's not a promotion of giants anymore. Right. Like, it, it's it's yeah. athletic guys. It's Austin and Rock. And yeah, but he's not. A, he is athletic, though. Like, the problem is, I, I think they tried to make him a giant. Like, where Chad and I are watching on Warzone, he's like, WCW, the joke always was Vince said, WCW doesn't know how to book a giant. Like, no. that. we'll book him, right? But. His best stuff is 96, 97, where he's not. Yes, he's a giant, but he's an athletic. Like he wrestles matches. Yeah. The problem when he came to the F is they tried to make him into Andre, and a presence, right? Instead but Andre couldn't move. Match. Like they don't need to make you know. Like they right, tried that's to make him stupid. Yeah, they they tried to make him into that when they didn't need to. So, like he can work. They just didn't have him work at first. He get eventually does, but yeah. One of the bigger missed potential guys, I guess. <laughs> I think so. I just think, and, and yeah, I, I just, they took the wrong approach out of the gate. Yeah. He's for sure going to slide down my list. Who's your 69? Very fittingly, my 69. Oh. Uh, Adrian, Adon- adorable Adrian Adonis, who I had at 61. So he's dropped some. I, I, I think he's safely in my 100. Mm. Um, I know he'll probably slide down, but like the run, the, the, th- Run up to WrestleMania three, so good. Plus that match is so infamous. Um, you know the uh, East. I always get the mix up. Is he in the North South, the East West connection? I forget which one. I think it's, <laughs> it's West. the East, East West, West with Jesse, right? It's Jesse, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like Biker Adrian. Um, in eighty four, eighty five, I think he's really good. Uh, but his bumping is so good. His like his facial expressions, his work, even if he's such a big guy, the way he'd move around the ring. You know, I always joke about the stupid Uncle Elmer match at WrestleMania 2, but he really works hard in that match. Like, he's not bad in it. Uh, and just, not, That's not his fault at all. No, he's just, I, he just has a lot of fun stuff in that. You know, someone I really enjoyed watching whenever he'd pop up when we did PTB in the 80s again, uh, you know, over the last handful of years, 
Like I liked when he'd pop up in that 86, 87 stretch. So I, I think as a character, as a worker, he, you know, he deserves to be here. Yes. He doesn't have those marquee matches like we were talking about earlier, but he does have like a big time match on one of the biggest WrestleManias ever. Yeah. So I don't know why this happened and this will become clearer as the month goes on. But for our um, our Cronoso project, which is uh, every one person reviewing a match every single day on North South Connection Podcast Network, um, I've gotten all the Adrian Adonis matches, mm-hmm. and they've all been pretty bad. Like I don't know what it is. I, I, Rocco at one point got one that was really good, but all the ones I've gotten have been like poor to bad, except for the um, the Saturday Night's main event uh, before WrestleMania three with Piper, and even that that's more of an angle than a match. Well, yeah, and a lot of them, too, like the ones are, it's just that the TV format for DODF in that stretch doesn't lend itself no. to good stuff. That's but, part of the problem. But then again, you have shit like, he fights the Junkyard Dog at uh, the the big event, and it's mm-hmm. it's awful. And it's not the dog. The dog's actually quite good in it. Like, it's more just what they do. And anyway, I don't want to spoil all that. But um, that being said, right now he's not on my list. Um, but I have them kind of pegged to check out right. and I, as I'm going through the 80s stuff, I'm about at 84 now. So I'm looking forward to him showing up because I'd like to see a solid case for Adonis in this thing. Because when I watched the, the last Piper one, it's our main event. And I love the way he sells. I love the way he moves. Um, and the character is really kind of ahead of its time, I think too. So I think there's something there, but I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. The work, the work is what does it for me. Like, the selling, the bumping, um, like I said, the facial expressions, like the storytelling, like all that is so good. Um, I just think the gimmick overtook so much. It's almost like early gold dust. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Makes sense. All right, my 68, not ranked last time on the list, and that's Drew McIntyre. So I have him a little bit higher, but we'll talk about him today. So I had him at 62. Oh. That was just an initial plug and play, though. I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it yet. So I'm in, I, I'm actually interested as to why you have him there because I think that he gets in on the pandemic year, mm-hmm. and you're not a big fan of that pandemic year. In fact, I don't know if you've watched most of it. Uh, I did watch a lot of it live. Okay, because like he's like the reason to watch it for me. Right. Like he's got that title run, which is going to get forgotten in time, but like, he's got so many like good to great matches in it. Like he really does a good job holding everything together. And I just think his whole return from like 2000, uh, even the NXT run in 2017 is really good. Like ever since he's been back, he's really been good. And, um, and yeah, I, I love the character. I think he's kind of a bit lost in the shuffle now, which is kind of sad, but I think he'll get another run at some point and maybe even go up further, but his, oh, initial- I think he's definitely going to be pegged for a feud with Roman. Um, because they were going to do it at backlash. They switched it, but I think they want to save her for the stadium. So it wouldn't shock me yeah. if that's like the headline SummerSlam match. Yeah. It's just, he's not going to win, right? Like right, he's right, not, yeah. he's not going to get his run. Right. You're right. He's going to have a main event run, but he's not going to get his another run. Right. Now. But just everything he's done since he's been back has been like, Oh my God, this guy's really good. Yeah. Um. And I, I just can't give him enough credit for holding the company down during that pandemic year, too. Yeah, it's a bonus there. I mean, I don't 
care to punish any of the workers. I just don't care to watch, watch it again. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I know, like, there's a lot of impressive. Like, the, the, the people who popped during that year, to me, get a ton of extra credit because of how hard it was to perform in that setting and still yeah. deliver a high quality. Like, Bailey, Sasha, him. Like, I know, like, they were, like, the MVPs yeah. of that era. And look, look, like I'm just looking at it quickly, right? But like in 2020, I have him, like not that I just went on about how like it's not all about match quality, mm-hmm. but like I have him with a four and a half star match against Roman Reigns. I have him with a four and a half star match against AJ Styles. He's the he's one of the crux points of the 2020 Royal Rumble, which I have at four and a quarter. Uh, I have a four star match with him and uh, Randy Orton. Like, mm-hmm. and that's just some of it, right? Like. His work in the ring is super crisp. He looks legitimate. He's a good character. He's believable. He works really great as a face and a heel. Like, and and, and even his earlier run, there was like sprinkles right, of the. Yeah. No, well, he was just boring at first. <clears throat> right. right. Well, he's also has one of the greatest matches, <laughs> pre-show match of ever, all time with the WLC. I mean, he's part right. of that, which is great. Like, I feel, he deserves credit. That's right. For sure, for that. And um. You know, we talked about this when we broke down this year's mania. I liked when he hits the rope with the sword. Like, that was cool. Uh, I do feel like they wasted the stretch with him and Corbin. Like, I think this has gone on too long yeah. Um, here. But, yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks that his year had to be in that setting. Because he was going to win that title at mania anyway. So, he would have gotten a run in front of crowds, you know, if that hadn't happened. Of course. I mean, play. Yeah. Who did he fight in Tampa? Uh, Lashley. Right. And that was great. I love it. I have it at four and a quarter. Like I love that match. Like, like, and I also he's got the really good stuff with him and Dolph against Reigns and Ambrose. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, like that little tag run is awesome too. Not only on the pay per view and TV, I saw them at a house show, one of the old house shows I've been to in forever uh, in Boston. It was supposed to be a pay per view, but then they canceled it when they had an Evolution that year, and they they closed the show with that, and and that was awesome. Just at a house show. Yeah, none of this is surprising to me. Yeah, like he's he's just he's just great. He's just a great performer, and like I I, I just feel like maybe wrong time again. Like it's just because like the the top of the card is just so heavily around Reigns, and it should mm-hmm. be. But like like holy shit, is he good? And he's one of those guys that I'm kind of glad went away and honed his technique for all those years. Yeah, like I remember him thinking he was really good in TNA in like 2015, 2016. Yeah. And even right before he got into the um, <clears throat> 3MB stuff, there was something there. I remember there was an mm-hmm. elimination chamber. I want to say it was either, I think it was 2011, and where he just looked like a killer in it. Yeah. No, yeah. and he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's really good in NXT too, like you mentioned. So. Oh, yeah, that run is nice too. And that was another run where I, I went in expecting it to not be that great. Right. And it turned out to be awesome. Okay. All right, so that was your 68? Yeah. All right, mine's a guy who dropped eight spots, and again, he'll probably drop a bit more. Um, another old old school dude, the Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah, I I had him. We talked about – I kind of mentioned him last episode, mm-hmm. but we were we said we're going to talk about him now. So, yeah, go I ahead. I mean, just a slaughter feud alone, like, warrants the list. Plus right. the title change of Backlund and Hogan, which we've talked about on no holds barred um opposite of this this project we're working on you know mm-hmm. he was really good on that and uh with that stuff as a character plus the wrestlemania one title win with nikolai is like an all-time moment yeah 
and uh, just a great worker in his heyday. Like, Plus know, beating the killer bees at WrestleMania 3. <laughs> yes. I know, like, for us, when we started watching, he was on the downside. So you may think of him as, like, okay, he's just, like, this broken-down nut. But, like, if you watch some of that early 80s stuff, um, yeah, it's it's really good. And he's, like, in sick shape. He's the, the quintessential and all that. He's the quintessential villain of the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think he's got great stuff. Like, when yeah. does he come? He comes in the late 70s as the great Hussein, right? Yeah, yep. He, he's he's really good there, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's, his run is way longer than you would imagine. Um, a super important character. You can't discount how much, how important it is for Hulk Hogan to beat him. Right, yep. As, to, as opposed to somebody else. So, yeah, I got nothing but respect for the Sheik. He might, he might bump up a bit on my list, actually. Plus, even, uh, you know, in... <laughs> Uh, 96 with the um Sultan, like he's funny with Backlund during that. I mean, Sultan sucks, but him and Backlund riffing are, are pretty funny. Of course, of course, and him just on Twitter in general. Right, obviously. You ever see uh the Howard Stern show where someone crank calls him as Randy Savage? No. Oh, it's so funny. He's like, I forget what Savage says, but Sheik stops him and is like, "Fuck you, Randy Savage! <laughs> Fuck!" He gets so angry at him. <laughs> Ah, uh, Sheik's the best. All right, so that was your 68? Yes. All right, my 67, I, maybe he's going to move up. I don't know. We're going to see. Is Paul Mr. Wonderful Orndorff? Um, I had him at 72. Okay. Don't think we really talked too much about him last time. No, I mean, he's a worthy entrant on the back of the Hogan feud on its own. I mean, it's... One of the best strong feuds of all time. Like they were making a shitload of money yeah. in a parallel universe at main events WrestleMania three. But <laughs> like the heel turns iconic. Uh but then, you know, that's not even count like all the stuff at WrestleMania hitting to WrestleMania one, the really fun match with Piper on Science Main Event and their fallout from that. So uh, and just a great character too. He's a guy too that like has really grown on me by watching the Saturday nights, the early Saturday nights main events. Yeah. Like I was always really happy to see him and he always looked like a dude who was legitimately fighting other dudes. Yes. Like there was this great um, legitimacy to his work that I really liked. He felt um, his promos were okay, but good. He felt legitimate. He felt like he could kick your ass. Um, he felt like a main player every time you saw him. Mm-hmm. Like even when he turned face those times, like when he was Hogan's buddy, like right. he was a, he was a worthy number two face. It wasn't like, like, I don't want to shit on Brutus right, Beefcake. Not, yeah, it's not getting dragged around. That's it. Like, Brutus Beefcake was legitimately over, I think, at points. But he always felt like a step down from Randy Savage. You know, right. I, Orndorff never felt like a step down from, say, the Junkyard Dog. You know? No. Nope. No, I, yeah, I, I think he's, yes, obviously deserves to be on the list. Um, but those two alone, plus his work. And there's some fun stuff, too. Like, if you watch some of those TNTs and shit, like we did for the written project way back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got, I mean, a couple of questionable ones, but... He's good on that. The one where he's working out at the gym. Like, he's just, he's got a lot of classic stuff. Oh, that gym is awesome. With Piper, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah Piper think, growls and the fucking thing. That thing's great. Uh, and look, I can't say enough good things about that cage match from Saturday Night's Main Event against Hogan. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm almost positive that that's the biggest reason that got me hooked on as a fan. Right. Like, because that was on, like, this tape called Hulkamania 2. And I rented that thing, like, every other weekend. And watch that cage match and love that cage match and thought there was something so dire about a cage match because of how well it was sold and how weird the ending was. And, 
you know, even things like Orndorff stealing Hogan's music. Like I, there was just something so incredible about that package that I really liked. Mm-hmm. All right. My number 67, I moved him down just a few spots from five years ago as of now. And that is Big Daddy Cool Diesel, Kevin Nash. Uh, where, do, do we talk about him yet for you? Next episode. Okay. But, so you want um, to... we, we can hold off the deeper discussion, but like, sure. obviously warrants a spot. I know that title reign is maligned, but he's still got multiple high level matches with, you know, the match with Brad and Sean alone. Incredible Royal Rumble performances. Yes. All time Rumble performer. One of the most memorable performances of all, you know, ever in 94 is bad stuff's bad, you know, like with Sid and, and Mabel and shit, but in Bulldog. Um, and then of course, Triple H in 11. But, you know, in 94, he's awesome. The matches with Brad are really good, other than the cage, pretty much. Great match with Taker at WrestleMania. Like, he's just got a lot of good stuff. Sean Incredible match with Sean the, the night out. That uh, good friends, better enemies. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that those two alone are, like, worth, like, Survivor Series with Brett and, and better friends, good friends, better enemies with Sean alone, like, get him on the list to me. I mean, that's two potentially five-star matches, depending on your thoughts. But Do you think he does better on a an all-time wrestler list than just a WWF wrestler list? Like, does the NWO bump him up? I don't know. I'd have to look. Like, it depends on what the all-time list entails. I mean, if you're talking, because, like... similar to ours. Well, I mean, well, I mean like, what promotions? Like, it's like, at PWO, they're doing that, and I don't think he's on the top 100. But worldwide, there's a whole lot more competition, right? When you introduce Japan and everything else. If you're oh, saying, yeah. like... North American North major America. promotions. Yeah. If you're saying just dirty F and WCW, yeah, he probably does better. Yeah. He gets bumped up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're uh, talking worldwide, he's, he's probably not sniffing it. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I'm happy to just kind of like, uh, he's, he'll be the first person we talk about next time. So we don't even okay. like, I, honestly, we don't even have to talk about him for all the reasons you just said, mm-hmm. I think he might bump down. Cause I see a couple of guys bumping up. Um, I mean, no matter what you think of that title reign, that's the defining title reign of the decade almost, right? Right, yeah. Like one way or the other. And how naturally over he was at points was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this uh, when we talked about him last. was basically like how how he was – he's just so good at carrying himself like a star. Right. And that's an incredible intangible. Like – that, that you, you you can't teach that, right? Like, mm-hmm. just this great intangible. So I think he'll probably get dinged a bit the more I think about his 2011 run and stuff, and 2003 run. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely a worthy addition to the list. Yeah. No, I'm with you. He might slide. 03 is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he doesn't really have a ton of value for, for 02, 03, and even 05, uh, 11, other than that Rumble appearance. Right. He, he hurts more than he helps for sure. Well, yeah, because uh, the rest yeah. of his appearance in 11 is like all time bad stuff. And I don't mind that sell in 03. Like, I know um, rare for me, and I know it's a running joke of bad blood, but uh, I actually think that sell match is not that bad, all things considered, with them. I know a lot of it's Foley's involvement, but I thought Nash was okay in that. Yeah, I don't remember liking it. And I, 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 <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the 2011 promo stuff with Punk. Right. It's just it goes to a match with Triple H. And that match is brutal. It, f- terrible. Just awful. All right. Uh, so that's your 67. So my mm-hmm. 66 is a guy that – so I told you I have guys that I'm going to bump off. And I know it seems crazy to bump off someone at 66. But I think he's probably going. 
Uh, and that's 66. I got right now. I got Kyle O'Reilly at 66. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was in my honorable mentions as a potential move up. So are you dropping him because he's gone and you just have too many other guys. So as I was looking, so like, as I'm looking at it, right? Like I have a couple, like for him, like I originally I put him up there based. I think that the undisputed era tag work is mm-hmm. freaking incredible for like three solid years. Right. Right. And, and then like, and, and, and he's in all of them. Like Bobby fish isn't in all of them. It's like Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick strong. Right. right? Yeah. For a lot of it. And, and I, I just think that work is so good and so next level. And O'Reilly is such an interesting performer. And then he had that singles run, which, which produced a lot of great matches. But the more I think about those matches, again, it runs into the, it's the same problem I have with a lot of stuff where it's like, okay, I can, I can appreciate this is a great match. I never want to watch it again. Right. And if that's the case, then I can't justify having him on a list like this. So that's kind of where I'm at with him is I think it, it also comes down to like, we've talked about too, how consequential those great matches. Well, they're in that, they're in that NXT era where I stopped caring about NXT. Right. And if they didn't exist, does the history of wrestling change? Like, yeah. you know, I think that's part of this, right? And that's how you start to weigh the older guys that may not be cranking out four star matches on TV but when they did have a big match, it just meant something, right? Like you can't take it away. Like Piper Adonis at three, right? <laughs> like you can't take that match away from time. Right. O'Reilly, whoever the fuck on NXT TV, Doesn't may matter. be a four-star match in his catalog, but does it hold water or something that matters? And I mean, I'm someone who's considering putting him back on the, you know, on the list. He's not on it right now for me, but um, it's interesting your thought because I know you've been super high on all these guys. So yeah, and. <sighs> Like I would not want to take away the tag run. It's it's mm-hmm. weird. Like that tag run, I think is really something special. And I, I actually think the whole undisputed era run is really special. And that's represent. You're gonna see that represented on my list. Like that tag run. Like every match they're out there, it, it feels like. It feels like every tag match they're involved in is like, four and a quarter, four and a half. You know, like. Yeah. And that's that's unheard of for tag team wrestling, right? It's. It, and then you got to give these guys credit too for like the war games, especially the early ones, right? So there's a lot of intangibles there. Uh, but I think what you say about it being inconsequential matters. Mm-hmm. And I just think that like, I don't want to say Kyle O'Reilly shit the bed in his solo run. Cause I don't think he did, but it's just not consequential. It's I honestly not... didn't even play at a solo run. So <laughs> yeah, it's me. Yeah. And it's 2021. Right. Like he's got a run on top. So like at takeover stand and deliver, which is the WrestleMania one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, hold on. Is he a vengeance day? He's not a vengeance day. So take over stand and deliver. He's, um, he's got, uh, the, he's in the main event with Adam Cole, right? That's the main event of that takeover. Right. At the next takeover is in the main event again in a five way. And that five way is really good though. Um, the one after that he's, he fights Adam Cole again. Right. And yep. then I think it's 2020 late 2020. He has a great match with Finn Balor on one of the takeovers yeah that's it takeover 31 another great match but it's just i don't know there's just something missing for me here and as i was looking at my list like look like one below him right now is paul orndorff right i'm not taking paul orndorff off the list i'm not taking drew off i'm not taking big show off i'm not taking Mm -hmm. Honda off so it's like but i'll take but i have no qualms about potentially taking him off right yeah 
it, it, you always hear like in major sports where, oh, teammates may split the award, right? Like, well, Aaron Judge and Stanton may not win because they're both going right. to get votes and hurt each other. I think that goes for this crop of NXT guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to put Cole, O'Reilly, Strong, Ciampa, and Gargano on for like, yeah, it's like three great years, but again, they're all in the same rinse and repeat matches. Right. Um, so is it fair? I don't know. But I almost feel like I want to pick the best one or two of the bunch, and that's all that gets on. Yeah. So of that group, who had the most great stuff, right? Is I mean, it could be O'Reilly because the tag may have been more consistently great. I, I assume it's going to be Gargano and Ciampa, but, you know, mm. who knows? I, I But I that's how, that's how I leaned when I originally put this together a few months ago, and I'm still leaning that way, right? Even after deep diving through a season of NXT, um, and and looking at this stuff more closely, I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't know if I want to allocate five to six spots on these guys that have been all the shits in NXT in three years, right? It's just and it goes also, for Walter and Pete Dunn too. You know, it's like it's yeah. more than six guys. It's like almost ten guys probably that are just NXTers that I just don't know if I want them all taking up these spots. But that being said, the flip side of that is that they made NXT the hottest product for right. that period. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, and it was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the wrestling we love. It's back again. It was only when AEW kind of showed up that NXT kind of started dying. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's because of AEW directly. I just think it's uh, yeah. like, I, I look, what I think happened is that there was like a faux ratings war that Triple H lost and right. then they blew it up. That's it. They should have never went head to head. Their own spite, because like yeah. th- there's people that will argue that's like, well, eh, you know, NXT was already on Wednesday nights and AEW went there, but they had right. no say about where they were getting put. Like, and they, they got- knew it was going there when they went there. There was, there was no need yeah. if they, they could have just existed on their own. And probably, you know, that and then Triple H getting sick was pretty much the two nails in the coffin of the old NXT. Right. Which may be fine, too. I don't know. Like, maybe it's for the best that it existed as a quick run and. We have this amazing. I, I get I get nostalgic for it for sure at times, um, but it is what it is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how many of these make the final list. Yeah. So that was my number sixty-six. Yeah. So mine is Mark Henry, who I had a bit higher last time around at fifty-six. Watched eleven, twelve for war. You know, it's kind of his peak year with the Hall of Pain and all that. Which was great. Um, I will say the shine came off him quicker than I thought in that stretch. Yeah. You know, they do that shit finish with Big Show like really quick after his dominance. And then he kind of falls apart. He's like not even really a mania. So it's not as long of a run as you may remember. But the heel turn is amazing with Cena. Um, I like his stuff, his blip in 06, even too, like with. Um, taker and stuff in the casket match and when he turns heel there. The the biggest problem with Henry is his career is so spotty. It's hard to sit here and like rattle it off. Right. Because he misses so many big chunks of years. So it's hard to say, oh, he had a great, oh wait, I don't know. Like, you know, he was hurt for months at a time probably, right? Right. Um, but then he had the team with MVP, like that was solid. Um, so I think he deserves to be on the list for sure. I think he's probably a move down candidate for me, but we'll see. Yeah, so I had him at 77, mm-hmm. and I think he might move down from there. 
Um, yeah. Again, no disrespect intended for Mark Henry. None. Obviously. Um, but that being said, I agree. Like, I love the Hall of Pain, but it's shorter than you think. Mm-hmm. And even in that Hall of Pain, there's too much time with Big Show. Right. Like, I love the Randy Orton stuff, but then as soon as that's done, he's on to Big Show, and there's a giant dip in it. Yeah. Um, so there, there's that. Uh, and then I, I, I like what you said about being spotty. I think mm-hmm. he's involved in a lot of all-time bad stuff, too. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think he's got to go down in the same way that Big Show is probably going to go down for me, too. Yep. He said, uh, I wish he cut more promos. Yeah, that too. Because he's really good when he actually decides to go out and cut a promo. There's something special about him that I wish that I wish he was able to impart into the younger people. Yeah, I think him and Big Show are an interesting comp that should be close to each other. Like they both had similar long runs with a lot of in and outs. I think Big Show just has more volume, but that cuts both ways. Like it's positive volume, but also more negative volume. So does he though? I mean, like. Yeah, because like Big Show's gone for large swaths of time too. Not as much as Henry, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're both probably dropping. All right, who's your uh, sixty-five? So again, I don't want to toot the same horn I just did. Uh, I don't see him dropping off the list though, and that's Roderick Strong at sixty-five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a similar argument as to what we just went through. Probably, I have him as my as a move-up candidate as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching some of that tag stuff again for the first time since Ooh. probably live is, you know, he's amazing. He's so he. He's one of the most gifted workers I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like he's just so uh, maybe not workers the best word. I, I think he's got the some of the best offense I've ever seen on a wrestler. Everything is so snug and tight and intense. <clears throat> like I, I feel like he's an evolutionary version of like Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. Like that style elevated, but a similar type of presentation, right? Not gonna talk a lot, and he probably never got as high as he should have gotten. But he's like super respected, and his matches are always great. Yeah. Well, he, the, the thing with Malenko is, is I, I find when I watch old WCW, I think he's really good, mm-hmm. but there's a bit of a lull to his work. Right. Whereas strong, it's like, whoa, it's like every match is a sprint. Like mm-hmm. I've seen him have like 20 minute sprints, you know, like, uh, I, there's just, I, I love his, I love his tag work with O'Reilly. I think as much as I like red dragon, uh, O'Reilly and uh, fish, I think the team of O'Reilly and Roderick strong is like a thousand times better. Like, right. They're just so good. He's on the other side of the first War Games match. He's got the North American title run, which is really good. And even when they call him up and he does the match with AJ Styles and Nakamura at that Survivor Series where they brought up um, the NXT guys, mm-hmm. I didn't think he looked out of place at all. Like, I, I think he just looked like he belonged uh, among these guys. So I'll be interested to see because there's, there's rumors now that he's asking for his release and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is kind of a shame because I think he probably I, – I don't know if it's a shame actually because I don't think they'll ever really push a guy like him to his full potential. But Right. If they're not pushing Ricochet, they're not going to push. Ronnie. No, he might be good in like – <clears throat> um, whatever Ring of Honor is going to be, just to go back there, maybe. Yeah. I don't say AEW because I think AEW is just way overbloated right now. Yeah. And I think he would get lost in the shuffle there as well. But I think, I think going to ROH and maybe get a little push there would be good for him. Um, it depends what they want NXT to be. Like he's fine there, but it's clearly not what it was, and he's not young. 
No. And it feels like they go in pure youth movement. I mean, I guess you could put them on SmackDown and let them work, but. Yeah, but with who? Like, He'd be who? good in like a stable, but the only one they really have right now is Edge, and he doesn't fit that. No, he's too clean cut. Like he'd be the perfect guy if they had a a cruiserweight division that they took seriously. Right. Like that's the guy you build around. Yeah. Right. Like he's so good, he can do almost any style. He's 100% legitimate. It, all his moves look like they could end matches. Like I could watch him anytime. Like I get. He's one of the few guys that I still get really excited about seeing. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was your 65. Five. Okay. Uh, so mine is a, a decent drop. Uh, I dropped 20 spots from my original Ooh. list, and that is Terry Funk. And uh, I had him pretty high because I was in the throes of watching. Right. I think like 86 around that time we did this list last. So, but I do think that shit holds up for him. Like, I think he's great in 85 into 86 in WF. Um, he's got the rest of the two match. He's got the Hogan Series main event match. Stuff with JYD. And then he's got the stuff with Cactus, of course, later when he comes back. So, you know, I just and of course, you don't like there's no questions about his work, both sides, et cetera, et cetera. No. It's all great. So it really just comes down to what is the effort matches and moments. And I think he's, he's got like a little chunk of them. So, again, this I don't know if he's going to end up finishing this high, but he's with Adonis and Sheik. Like they're not moving off my list. They might just slide down. Yeah, I don't have him on my list. Um, I should probably consider him. Mm. I like the WrestleMania two match. I think that's the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and uh, his brother against uh, Tito and JYD. I like the Hogan Saturday's main event. I, I'm hoping that as I'm going through these house show matches, a guy like him comes more to the forefront. Right. I find that his cactus uh, stuff later is a bit more diminishing returns for him. But but I really do want to explore um, his early stuff to see where he could land on a list like this for me. Plus, he's got that match that you don't hear much about anymore. It was kind of a cult match for a while. Like, and it was on a lot of DVD, like Dodie DVD shit. Um, him and Cactus on Raw. Right. The night where the outlaws throw them off the thing. Remember? Um, that's a pretty good match. Like, I feel like that's kind of got lost the time a bit. No, it's good. You're right. It is good. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're 64. 64 is a guy who's moved up from last time. He moved up 11 spots. And I think... So he's going to be an anchor and he's either going to move up or he's going to move a lot of guys down near him. And that's Dolph Ziggler. Mm. So, uh, it was Ryan and Uh, Tyler, Tyler debated, um, Tito Santana and Kofi Kofi. So to me, Dolph Ziggler is the modern Tito Santana. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost to a T, but with much higher highs, I feel. Um, now, I'm going to preface this by saying that it's been years since I watched the Valentine feud, and that's on my mm-hmm. docket too. But that's one feud. I think Ziggler's been really good for a really long time. I know there's people that hate him, like that really hate him. Um, but I think he's been good forever. Uh, is he on your list, by the way? So he's one of the guys I had off in the top like I had him at like 108 or something, but I, after we talked about him on that episode, mm. I marked him to likely move into the top 100. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you, you recently watched, uh, the 2011, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, had him at 85 last time. Okay. Yeah. When you watch that 2011, it, it feels like you're looking at the next, one of the next big guys. 
right. I think. Yeah. And it does a lot of double duty too on those shows. Yeah. And he's good. He's over. His matches are always good. And that goes back as far as like 2009, mm-hmm. like 2009 to say like 2015, 16, He's really consistently good. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I actually don't really get the hate with him. Like, what, what are the knocks against Ziggler? <clears throat> I think it's just like he's been around so much, you're kind of sick of him. And he feels like he's been at the same level the yeah. whole time. I think the failure to, to, to pull the trigger on him fully in mm-hmm. 2012, 2013 is what ultimately sinks him for some people, maybe. I mean, he's like Miz in a way. He's just better in the ring. Yeah. He's been around forever. You've seen a million of his matches. He's always been on every raw, every pay-per-view. Like as far like he must be up there with volume of matches in Doty history. Oh yeah. He's gotta be. Yeah. He's gotta be. But then you think of his highs and I really think that he's got like a lot of highs that are kind of sneaky. Like he's got a great match with John Cena at TLC 12. Like, it's a ladder match. I love it. I think it's just a really solid, great four-star match. But, again, felt legitimizing. Then they kind of dropped the ball with him. I think his match at Payback 2013 against Alberto Del Rio, where they do the double turn, is really great. Like, legitimately great. Um, and then there's these little gems everywhere. He's got, like, the match with Miz in 2016, where his career's on the line. He's got the tag stuff with Drew McIntyre. Um, I just – I think by now his character is stale as shit. But I think his character was legitimately great from like 2010 <coughs> to 2013. No, so he, he's he's a really polarizing guy. But I don't see how a guy like Santana is much better than him, or right. even better than him. When you look at all the factors, Ziggler's a better promo. Ziggler's more flexible. Ziggler has many, probably many more great matches. And I know that's not exactly fair because Tito has a lot of great matches too. Ziggler was higher up the card. Ziggler was probably more over at points. He's just one of those guys that – that's why I mean he's an anchor. So either I'm going to move him up to where I have Santana, Valentine, those guys now, or I'm going to shift those guys down to Ziggler. Yeah, I mean I just got some work to do around that to figure that out. Him out. Because like might- I said, I didn't have him on there. I know he belongs on there. I just got to figure out where the hell he's going to go. Like if I had to, if you had to cut him or Miz from the list, you would cut him or Miz. I don't know. Probably Miz, but yeah, I feel like Miz has the more high end. Like moments. What's Miz's best moment? Probably the Cena match. I mean, he main evented WrestleMania, won the is world that, title. I don't know. Like, it just feels like he's done bigger things. Is that Miz the moment? The Daniel Bryan promo. Daniel Bryan promo was great. Um, so, like, Miz main eventing with Cena and having a terrible main event, right? Is that a better moment than Ziggler cashing in that money in the bank with that crowd? Um, maybe not in the moment, but what it means. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's story, like the Miz stuff felt more important. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know because that to me felt like 
it felt like we were transitioning to this guy now finally. Yeah, but we didn't. Right, but but after that match with Cena with the Miz, mm. that's it for Miz. Well, the second and, time, or you mean the first time? I mean the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, but they do have another huge high-profile match at 33. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Miz has been put in more prominent high for high profile. Yeah, I think Judy looks at Miz as a bigger star than Dolph Ziggler. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yes, and I I would say that by their promotion he is. But if I had a choice between pushing the two of them, mm-hmm. I would choose Ziggler every time. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> see where he ends up. All right, my number sixty four. Is someone I have as Peg to maybe move down. Oh. And I had him at 90 last time, though. So he was way up. But he's probably going to slide back down. That's Big E. I I had him. I kind of mentioned him already. I have him at 83. right Right. So that feels like maybe somewhere in there. The title run was definitely disappointing. Yeah. Getting hurt sucks, but I mean, he's probably the major part of New Day. He is the New Day. Yeah, and and they're you know for both me and you, we're top like three tag team of all time. Yeah. So that's gonna weigh a lot in there. It just sucks that his single runs have kind of been truncated and fucked up. Um, even his title win was screwed with, you know. So, uh, he deserves to be on the list easily. I could see him maybe ending up in the seventies for me, just knowing how the title run went now and the injury taking him out. So he's not going to probably be back at all. If ever, definitely right. not while we're doing this. I just want um, him to walk again. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, he's a lock probably for like the back third. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, I mean, of the new day guys, I think he's the middle in terms mm-hmm. of where they land on this list. Um, I think they all deserve to be on it. I think he's probably, as much as he's the most important member of the New Day, there's just something about all his singles runs that hasn't quite clicked. Right. And I don't know if it's booking or if it's him. It's kind of hard to tell. Right. I think with his latest one, I think it's just, they probably just waited too long. Yeah. I think think it was years, I feel like, that we've been saying, now's the time to push Big E. Now's the time to push Big E. Like, it was for years and years and they finally did. And even that felt rushed and then <clears throat> mismanaged and then he got hurt. Yeah. Which is a and shame. Maybe done. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he recovers. Best of luck to Big E. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 63. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up. Maybe he'll drop a bit, but this feels about right. He went up 13 spots and that's Dean Ambrose. Um, I feel like I already had him. Yeah. I had him at 73. Okay, so 10 spots, not too crazy. I I just think he's like early S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the whole personality of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff obviously counts for him. I think he was the the first year or so after the breakup, he was the most interesting one. They probably should have pushed him to the top then. Um, I like his feud with Rollins, which is strong. I actually really like his title run in 2016 also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a really great little series with Cena and with AJ Styles. And he feels legitimate as champion, which, you know, you don't necessarily think he would. Kind of shits the bed a little bit with Brock Lesnar, but it seems like there was a lot of circumstances with that. 
Um, just a guy who was always over until that last little stretch where he was the heel, which right. I don't know, it's kind of shitty. Uh, but again, like you gotta reward the Shield guys for the last ten years, and he is as big a part of the Shield as the other two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, does he have a? The one thing I feel like he's missing, and I mean, doesn't matter too much. I think he's gonna be around here somewhere on my list. But does he have the big Mania match? No. Maybe maybe the ladder match at thirty one. He's in that right, with Brian. Yeah, but even right, he's he's not the focus of that. It's it's funny. It's Ziggler. <laughs> Ziggler's an anchor to all those matches. Right. Um, um. No, he doesn't. Is that the last one? Oh, the Brock, yeah, Brock, which was a disappointment. Um, isn't he on the pre-show at 33? Yeah, he's not at the main one. Is he at 34? No, he's hurt, isn't he? I don't know. No matter what, we don't remember it, right? No, he doesn't. I think 30, when they beat the Outlaws or whatever the fuck, maybe his biggest moment at Mania. Yeah. So that hurts a little bit. 29 when they beat um, right. Sheamus. So that's or- probably his best Mania match. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you don't count the ladder match. so <laughs> Yeah, definitely disappointing. The Brock one hurts. Um, and that's when he was at his hottest, you could argue. Like, I remember advocating definitely at the time on different podcasts that, like, he should be – they should add that – make that main event a four-way. Yeah. Instead of the, the Roman Triple H <laughs> at Brock and Ambrose in. So. When they broke up the Shield – like he was the most organically over, right? And well, I would was, assumed he would be the heel. Remember, I mean, yeah, I would, he would be the one to end the shield. Rollins would be the high flying face. Reigns would be the big dog face, and Ambrose would be like the Roddy Piper heel. It's like they overthought it, and it just it didn't ruin everything, but it made everything like a little bit worse. Right. I mean, the Ambrose is a great face, so it's like they weren't completely wrong. It's just Rollins wasn't super believable as the heel. No, and but it's not that Raw Ambrose isn't a good. Uh, I don't even know if he needed the heel face. It's just the right. push ended up being on Rollins. Right. It was the push that was the the issue more than anything else. All right, my sixty three is taking a tumble from forty four last time, and that is uh, maybe controversially ravishing Rick Rude. Oh yeah. So look, I have him much higher. Mm-hmm. He's going way lower. Yeah. Like way lower. And I would say even lower than you have him. Yeah. He was one of my more disappointing watches as we redid that era on PTB. Um, his best matches are with the warrior. Warrior carries him. I was going to say, you can't sit here and tell me rude carries warrior because warriors got is bitter and big matches at him. Um, he's got the Piper cage, which I think is good. I think it's a little overrated, honestly. I didn't know how show stuff really popped for me with him that like was like, Oh, like this is great. Um, and other than the warrior matches, like the Jake stuff is disappointing. He's got one of the worst matches in WrestleMania history. Mm-hmm. With Jake. Yeah. Like I just great character, but even his moments aren't really huge. No, he just wins the intercontinental once. Yeah. So it's like his WCW stuff is just much better. Yeah, I think he's just one of those guys, sad to say, like mm-hmm. an Owen Hart, who we just remember more fondly than he actually was. Right. Well, I just think in the in the moment, he was really good. And it's just as 
things have evolved, his work just doesn't stand as well against others. No, no, no. Now he's a super memorable <laughs> character for that. Yes. Era, like, well, that's sure. what gets him on the list. I mean, based yeah. on his matches alone, you wouldn't put him on here. Like, no, you could. He's got the one great match. Even the other, oh, he's really got one great match at Warrior. Like, SummerSlam '90s fine, and WrestleMania Five is good. Um, yeah. It's really just SummerSlam '89. Yeah. That's like great. And after and, that, I don't know if he cracks four again for me. Maybe five, barely, but four, five doesn't crack four for me. I think it's like three and a half. Yeah. So. I mean, he has kind of a dud with Steamboat. Got the Rumble. Yeah. Dud with Steamboat. Terrible match with Jake. Uh, Not a great match with Junkyard Dog at SummerSlam. But he's kind of, that's kind of a storyline match. He's good. um, He's quite good at the um, 88 Survivor Series. And 89. He's good in the Survivor Series matches. Yes. But then again, he's in a team with four other guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like, it's, it's not there in ring. And, and then ins- he's fun as DX's manager, but I mean, not enough to carry no. him. No, no. Like I have him way higher right now. Like we won't right. talk about him for like two, three episodes, but I got to, I got to knock mm-hmm. him down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who's your 62? 62. Seth Rollins. Mm. Drop seven spots. Uh, where is he for you? Uh, 87. Ha. <laughs> But probably gonna move up. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't feel like a horrible position for him. Feels okay. But like again, we just talked about Ambrose, all the Shield stuff. Um, He's involved in some better stuff than Ambrose, though. He's in that. He's in that triple threat with Brock and Cena, which is incredible, and I think he's a big part of it. I love the opener of WrestleMania 34 with Finn Balor and Mm -hmm. um, hell is it? Is the Miz? Yeah. Yeah, that triple threat I really like. Um, I really love. Uh, it's gonna factor in now. I really love the Cody Rhodes match mm-hmm. in this year's WrestleMania. But he's in some all-time bad stuff too. Right. The stupid Rey Mysterio eye shit. Um, the stupid fucking destroying the fiend. Right. With yeah. The hammer shots. And I just find his character insufferable in a way that makes me not want to watch wrestling as opposed to boo him. Right. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add. Like, I think you hit hit all the key stuff. The Shield matches are great. He's got some really good stuff, like the matches with Ambrose that you talked about earlier. I like his match with Sting yeah, quite okay. a bit. He's got the Cena matches, too, that are very good to great. Um, the solo stuff where he beats him and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of good. He's been around forever now. He's consistently on. So... <clears throat> we'll see how the Cody rematch goes too, if that matches it or if it's the mania vibe that carried it, you know. Right. Be I, al- so. I also get the sense like that he's an asshole. <laughs> right. Like, have, I, I, you ever watch like the the Swerved show on the network? Uh, I, like, I know of it. Like, you know, like a lot of people, and I, I, there's some people they take the jokes really well. Right. But like when he was on it, man, it was like. Like, you can take yourself a little less seriously, man. Mm. Right. And uh, maybe that shouldn't factor in, but it does. Right. Uh, All right. My 62, is that where we're at? Yes. All right. We already talked about him, so we don't need to do any more. And that was Drew McIntyre. Oh, nice. Okay. So my 61, the last one of the night for me, uh, moved up four spots from last time. But I I remember thinking at the time, and I'm sure I said this at the time, (laughs) that she's going to move up a crazy amount, but Mm -hmm. she didn't. 
Uh, and that's Asuka at 61. Okay. Yeah, I had her at 71. Okay. Um, all-time NXT run. Uh, that, that whole run with the undefeated streak is great. Almost every match is mm-hmm. closing in on four stars. I love the series with Bailey in NXT that doesn't really get talked about a lot. The first one where she beats Bailey and everyone's shocked, and the second time when she kills her dad. Right. Uh, and I think her main roster run has been quite good too. I, mm-hmm. I like the I like the tag stuff with uh, Carrie Sane. Yeah. Um, I think she did a good job carrying things in the pandemic. Also, when Becky Lynch had to leave. Yeah. Uh, just consistently very good to great all the time. Works as a heel, works as a face. Not a great promo, but an interesting energy about her. Um. You know, she was one of the ones during the pandemic that I thought she did well, but I ended up getting a bit tired of her by the end. Mm -hmm. And I find sometimes her stuff veers too much into the shtick for my personal liking. But that being said, like, as much as I I, I credit the women's division so much on the four horsewomen, like, she is like a perfect complement to them. Yeah. she, She can work with all of them. The matches are always great. She's always interesting, always over. Yep. Yep. No, she's excellent. I, th- I think she belongs on the list for sure. <laughs> and that's even with the, the year plus injury, but she's back now. So we'll see if she cobbles together anything high level in 22 here Sure. Um, down the stretch. All right. My last one for the night, number 61, is, again, I think someone that's going to maybe move up. I don't know. We'll see. It wasn't on the last list. It's Bobby Lashley. Ah, so I had him at just listening to us talk about it from the last show. I had him at 76, so not okay. far off. Yeah, I mean, just the return's been awesome. He's been great since he's been back. Well, once he found the groove, it took him a little bit to get the groove, but <clears throat> I also think some of his stuff in 07 is a little underrated. Um, You know, we just watched the tail end of it with Scott on PTB. Like, I thought he was really good in the Vince feud and, like, all of his stuff with Umaga was crisp. I really liked the John Cena match a lot. It felt like he was ready to like rocket ship off of that match quite a bit. And then this latest run, like we talked about the Drew match. He's just been awesome. All the stuff with MVP was really good. We'll see what he can get out of almost, but stuff in Mania was fine. Um, yeah, I just, I'm a fan. This overall, his character finally figured out, you know? Yeah. I don't want to see him as a smiling baby face anymore. Like, I think that was the flaw when they brought him back originally and, was it 2000? It was 2018. He's been back a while now, eh? Um, I didn't, I didn't love that initial character, but as soon as he found that edge, mm-hmm. and that's the edge that he had when he was working in TNA in the mid 2010s, right? That really made him stand out. I was like, whoa, like this guy's legit here. So like, yeah, like I've really liked this return. I, I, I at first I was skeptical of him winning the title, but then I liked the run. So yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like too. Um, like it shouldn't be discounted as like the being positioned as a strong black champion with MVP as his manager with that stable in place and like, just like held up to a really strong regard. And it felt like it was like a pride point for them in it. Like it should be like it, st- it stood out as like this dude's a fucking workhorse. He's a star and he's carrying his company. I don't know. It just felt like special in that regard, too.
Well, yeah, and he was presented in a much more credible light than, say, Kofi Kingston when he was champion. Right. Or, or Big E. Yeah, even Big E. Yeah, like he felt like an unstoppable monster. And, and, right. uh, Which shouldn't be the case at this point, but here we are. <laughs> so, but but it's just it's the case. I mean, it's just they should all be presented credibly. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you could. There's a lot of champions that aren't presented credibly. No, I know, but in fairness, like like I mean, like Biggie should have been. Yeah, but again, I think we talked about it. It's just the timing, right? Like the timing. Well, the same timing won- as Lashley. Yeah, but they wanted Lesnar, right? Yeah. That's just it, and they're not going to run with Biggie at this point. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he might move up a little bit. Right, we're going to see how he kind of shifts on the list, but uh, definitely a worthy addition. All right, well, hopefully this is the worthy addition to hold bar. It was a lot of fun, Aaron. So next month we'll be back. We'll cover 60 through 51 as we get toward the top of the list. Continue to whittle our way down. Um, in two weeks' time, we'll be back for the next installment of our greatest WWE title change ever project of course these two are alternating every other saturday here on north south along with all the other great content you can find us you can also find me and aaron every other monday i'm now entering the royal rumble we're breaking down every single royal participant entry of all time so with all that said everyone take care talk to you in a couple weeks jockey's been dropped bye jockass Oh, yes, indeed, it's fun time, fun time. Well, what the-